I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Well, hello everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast from the Front Row Network. We are the Disney-themed podcast of the Front Row Network, and we're so excited to have you with us here today. Uh, We've got some amazing guests that I will get to here in just a second, Uh, but we're talking about one of those classic Disney films now. It came out in 1993, celebrating a 25th anniversary. We're going to talk all things Hocus Pocus, and I cannot wait for that. But I did want to mention that, actually, we've already discussed that on the Front Row Movie Reviews way a long time ago. So if you go back to the 13th episode out of, what, 350 episodes now that we have, we discussed um, Hocus Pocus. It was Jeremy, Anna, Sarah, and I. Way different format. (laughs) And I think we giggled the entire time, so (laughs) I tried to go back and listen to it, and it is a little bit rough to listen to. But, of course, uh, this is the first time on Beyond the Mouse, and thank you all so much for uh, following us on the Facebook page now that we've got going. And then also uh, through our individual iTunes feed, you can also follow us, of course, at the Front Row Network. But enough of my plugging of our show. We want to talk to our guests. So, like I said, my name's Craig, and I've got Vanessa and Brett here with me, but more importantly, we have the ladies of Disneyland Foodies. How are you? Hi, everybody. <laughs> and Hello. can you all go around and introduce yourselves? Sure, Jenna, you start. You're the oldest. <laughs> uh, we are a group of sisters. We are Disneyland Foodies. My name is Jenna. I'm Amanda. And I'm Kara. We're so excited. Yay. I know. We're excited to have you. So thank you for coming to us from California. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to make light of weather right now because of everything going on in Florida. However, I do want you to know that here in the Midwest, it was 80 degrees last weekend. And as we sit here, it is 40 degrees right now. Wow. Um, so <laughs> it's raining today at Disneyland. Yeah. I think there was Which is a rarity. last yeah. night. Raining today, so probably a good day to we'll be, be the we'll be the, the ray of sunshine for all. Yeah, of exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So we do have a question, and they were briefed on this a little bit because of the <laughs> I'm sorry. We do have a question that we have to ask right away for new guests, and we'll go. Uh, we can go in the order that you introduce yourselves. But what is your favorite movie? Disney movie or any movie? It really can be any movie you want. Some people try to list about 12 of them. It would be good if you could keep it to two or three. doesn't have to be Disney. doesn't have to be animated. Just favorite movie in general. I did okay. one of each. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I have a feeling that Amanda is going to say this one, so I am not. I'm going to save it for her. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot of overlap in our favorite movies for sure. Um, and one that comes to mind right now is a little uh, gem from the 90s. It's called The First Wives Club. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Underappreciated in its time, but I think it's grown to have sort of a big following. Um, but we've loved it all along. It's very quotable, um, like I think there are four Oscar-winning no. um, actresses in that movie, so it, it's definitely something that that I know the three of us enjoy watching. So I'm going to say, in this moment right now, that is my favorite movie. It also features two actresses who are in Hocus yeah. Pocus. Oh. I didn't even think of that. Thank you, <laughs> um, my favorite movie doesn't feature anybody from Hocus Pocus that I know of, but um, I think one of my favorite movies of all time is Back to the Future. 
Yes. That's classic. It's just, it's one of those movies, anytime it's on, I have to watch it. And you know, I just love the story, love the characters. Again, a quotable movie. And I think it's just, even though they go back to the future, I feel like it's timeless in a weird way. So, um, yeah, that's definitely mine. Okay, I'll say my favorite movie right now is Mamma Mia, Here We Go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. We've got some- all summer, all summer, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, blasting that yeah. soundtrack. Um, my favorite Disney movie, though, I think is Hercules. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like a dark horse. But, like, the music's really good, and I was Megara for Halloween when I was a kid. Oh, wow. yeah. So, yeah. I think that's one of, that's my favorite yeah. Disney movie. You are now Brett's favorite sister. Well, no, no, I'm sure I look wrong. <laughs> so, but I like, yeah, I'm a big fan of Hercules. That was good. So, thank you so much for being on. We can't wait to dive in and talk all things Disneyland with you, and particularly about Disneyland food, because uh, everyone should go out and follow these folks on Instagram, because your your food pictures, I'm just sorry, don't look at it over your lunch break. <laughs> It's really difficult to look at over oh your lunch break yes. because you're just like, oh man, this food looks all so great. Well, and it's gorgeous. I, I looked, are gorgeous. I looked at every single photo you had, and all I had to eat was toast. Uh, <laughs> and I was not happy about that. Yeah. I don't think there's any pictures of toast. <laughs> yeah. not, Ooh, not a food they offer. You really got to get on that. So, um, But we are so happy to have you on. Definitely go follow their page, and we're going to talk a lot about that later. Uh, but we do want to address one thing that just dropped this week, and that's the teaser trailer for the live-action Aladdin movie. It's going to be coming out basically Memorial Day weekend of 2019, so we have that to look forward to. It was just a teaser. It really only gave us one glimpse of Aladdin, or, well, technically two, but one. He was going into a lion's mouth. So, um, But I want to get your opinions of that. As Disney fans, uh, are you excited about these remakes? Are you not? Are you excited about this one in particular? Um... I'm mixed. I'm I'm mixed with some of the remakes. Some of them I'm excited for. Some of them, like Dumbo, I, I'll have to see. Like a Tim Burton Dumbo could be really amazing, but it could be a little off, you know. But I'm really excited for Aladdin. I'm probably most excited for this out of all of them. I'm just the teaser was not enough. I need to. See, <laughs> that's I, I, I need to see Jasmine. Yeah. I I need to hear the songs like. From what I saw was really intriguing, and I just need more. They yeah. they did a great job, like that, doing exactly that teasing. So I'm super yeah. excited. I think of I think of the '90s kind of heyday of Disney movies. I think Aladdin kind of tops it for me. So I'm super excited for this. Again, I'm so curious to see how they'll do the genie, like how they'll kind of interpret him in yeah. that way. Like, will so, it be Will Smith's face? Will, yeah. it be, uh, will it be like... Um, will there be a CGI? Yeah, CGI. How much? Yeah. Like, so I'm really curious to see how they'll pull that off. So that'll be great. Um, the music numbers I'm excited mm-hmm. for. Um, we're actually... It's coming out. We're going to be in Hawaii when it comes out. And I'm like, you guys, we have, have to, to take, take a detour to see it before when it comes out. So... 
You lead a hard life over there. <laughs> you're like, uh, you know, you get to go to Disneyland That's and eat okay. all this great food. Yeah. yeah. Go to Hawaii. Um, yeah. Yeah. Know, Did you go cool. to Japan as well? I thought I saw some photo photos. No, we had a friend that went and ah. generously took some pics for us. But mm. one day we'll go to Japan. Yes. Very cool. We're itching to go. Yes. We actually had a friend who recently also went to Disneyland Paris. So oh, very cool. We have people in our network who know our <laughs> and will are, are generous enough to share with us yeah. food pictures. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, Jenna, what do you think about the uh, trailer, the teaser? Uh, I second everything Amanda and Kara said. I'm definitely excited for Will Smith to go back to his comedy yeah. roots, mm-hmm. you know, Fresh Prince yeah. of Bel-Air and um, just to have him be funny because right. a lot of serious roles yeah. um, recently. I think it's great casting um, on on that part of, of Will Smith. I am excited. You know, we didn't see any of Jafar. I don't oh, think. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm you know I'm excited to see their their take on the villain um, and the excuse me and their uh, if they're if they're going to stay true to the animated mm-hmm. or how they'll either. Uh, you know, go off into tangents or expand it, how that's all going to work out. I'm excited. So the, the plot, the extended plot I'm excited for. Yeah. And on this side of the table, we talked a little bit about um, Aladdin when we did our last episode. We actually did the, the animated Aladdin, so we talked a little bit about our thoughts on all this. And one of the things that I mentioned was that it's kind of nice that in the 90s it was a much different uh it was a different world, right? So it's nice that now, instead of having, like, Steve from Full House voice Aladdin, we can have someone that's more appropriate. You know, so I think that and some Canadian. of those... <laughs> but, but some of those remakes, I think, uh, really make a lot of sense because they are allowing for a little bit more cultural diversity that makes sense in the... You know, Donny Osmond's not going to be in Mulan. You know, those... Yeah, yeah. That uh, I think is really beneficial. So, so I'm excited about. Um, I'm excited about from this teaser. I do want more, and I think that there's a lot of opportunities for that. You know, Mickey's got a 90th birthday party coming up. Right. Um, so we're going to have a special on that. Yes, we've got a Mary Poppins Returns. So I don't know when we're going to get that trailer, but it's going to be pretty soon. What do you guys think about the teaser that came out? Well, uh, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, there really wasn't a whole lot to it that. Uh, right. You know, it's a teaser trailer. I, w- I think Brett and I were on when we t- chatted about it earlier that we were on the kind of our edge of our seats to see if Will Smith would be in it, and then you know we're like, okay, understandable. But what I think is interesting is um, we were kind of chatting, and it, it sounds like Lion King is the remake is going to be in the summer of 2019 mm-hmm. as well. July. So we're, we're going to have like back to back live July. action remake releases yes. next year. At, it's going to be a big summer. It's going to be really interesting to compare them as well, see how they do. Avengers 4 in April. Oh, yeah. probably Well, probably April. I guess they haven't officially. It doesn't have a name. We haven't heard yet. Well, anyway. No. All this uh, did you see said. Mark Ruffalo, though? Somebody asked, what's the name of Avengers 4? And he tweeted back, Avengers 4, register to vote. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's more important things going on right now. That's um, great. But, uh, but yeah, for sure. Uh, embarrassment of riches from Disney movies next year, for sure. Right? Yay. I do, you know, after I watched the official teaser, um, then I don't know who did it, but then they had the original teaser, well, the original trailer, and then the teaser, and they had them next to each other, and they were practically identical, mm-hmm. which wow. was interesting because. 
Well, anyway, I went to, have you ever, did you go to D23 Expo? Have you done that? Yeah. Jen and I went last year. Yeah. Yeah. So did I. So when they showed, did you go to the, um, the live action when they showed, um, the, the Lion King, it was kind of, it was very similar to, uh, the film as well, the trailer. So it's very interesting that they're doing that. For both of those. So anyway, yeah. I, I found it interesting. It was comforting and also made you feel like you were excited about whatever's new. Yeah. So we had to talk about that because uh, it's just so brand new. But let's just dive right into Disneyland because I know you're excited about this conversation. Yeah, I know. We never get to talk about We are about so Disneyland. Disney World-centric. But I want to hear your origin stories. Obviously, you're all sisters, so you've, you've probably known each other your whole life. <laughs> but how do you go about deciding uh, to start an Instagram page? How do you go about um, deciding that you wanted to focus on food? Any of that stuff. What's your, what's your origin story for, um, for your group? Well, the origin of our love for Disneyland is um, our mom's Southern California roots. Um, So we went growing up every summer to stay with our grandpa, and a Disneyland trip was always included. And in and out. (laughs) That was like a big, that was always like a big thing where it was like Disneyland in and out, like had to be done. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, growing up, we would do these marathon 16 hour Disneyland. Uh, every summer, um, definitely from the time I was about two and a half until, um, Kara, who's our youngest sister was as probably like a junior or senior in high school. So it, it was, it was a constant in our lives. And so we always had a love for Disneyland and it has definitely grown since, um, Amanda and I have moved to, to Southern California and then, um, annual passes came into the picture. Mm-hmm. That, once we lived close enough and could, you know, have the finances yeah. uh, for annual passes, mm-hmm. um, we've not turned back yeah. since. And Kara used to, so Kara went to Northridge and she had a pass and lived down there as well mm-hmm. at one point. So there was a point for like couple a years. couple years where we all had passes and this is pre Instagram though. Yeah. And we loved going, but we just kind of loved eating there too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like they really upped their game in the last maybe five, seven yeah. years where they just, you know, before it was just typical theme park food, but the last like five, seven years, they've really upped their game and it's like yeah. a destination now. Yeah. People love the food and we just wanted to share that with other people and say, Hey, try this new thing or try this seasonal item and or get you- everyone excited about the food. Yeah. <laughs> All the hidden gems. I think that there's yeah. a lot of things that people don't know about. Like there's obviously the standards, like growing up every year we would go to this restaurant called hungry bear for lunch, oh, like yes. every single year without fail. And I don't think we ever realized growing up that there were these other little you know, obviously like some of them weren't even there, but you know, we kind of stuck to our, um, our routine of like, okay, hungry bear for lunch or, and then like, you know, Rancho del Zoclo for dinner or whatever. But I don't ever really think we got like Dole Whip growing up. Yeah, so we, never we yeah, we treats. never really, we never really experimented. So I think so. in adulthood when we could experiment, Ooh, we can get the churro, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We can't get the churro if we want. We can't get the Mickey bar if yeah. we want. So I also remember one of the first on Main Street. What is that? I get caught on the cob on Main Street, but anyway, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, and then well, there's also like the um, the corn dog wagon. Oh, which sure, yeah, good. It's a classic, yes. Yeah. So I also think one of the first times that I kind of was like, wow, like Disneyland really has just kind of like experimental food was 
we went to Cove Bar for one of mm-hmm. our friends' 21st birthdays, which now it's called Lamplight Lounge, but they have um, these lobster nachos. Yeah. I remember we shared those and we were just like, whoa, these are incredible. These are so good. And I remember Jenna and I went, so we slowly, I think, kind of started growing it from there and learning more and experimenting more. And we, Jen and I ate there once and a waiter said that they sell more lobster nachos than, than like any, any food other in food in the oh, world. Which mm-hmm. is maybe true, but I, you know, I take his word for it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's and, awesome. Yeah. Kara was actually the one who came up with the name for the Instagram because we were going, like we would go all the time and we would, you know, we were always trying to find new foods and, you know, trying experimenting new things. And this, I feel like foodies was like, you know, like kind of came into the lexicon, you know, like three years ago or so. And Kara was like, we're foodies, but we're like Disneyland foodies. (laughs) And we were like, wait a second. And so I think young one that comes up with the ideas, right? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Um, it just, we kind of just decided to start the Instagram. It was like right before Jenna got married (laughs) and then it just kind of like went from there. So Mm -hmm. three years later, uh, you guys have over 20,000 followers on Instagram, which is pretty incredible. Crazy. Yeah, and it's all like we've never like bought followers. I don't even know how yeah. you would go about doing that. <laughs> so. Yeah, we're pretty proud of the fact that we're all like we're really organic yeah. and grown and yeah. We just love we just love it. So it's work but it's I think fun people work. Can tell that they that well, we Well, their pictures are your photos are gorgeous. Thank you do a wonderful job on that. Oh my gosh. And also, um, you know, I think from Disney fan community is just such, such a cool community to be a part of. And you know, of course, like the uh, the people that listen to our show or maybe follow your uh, Instagram, they know about things like the food is so great at these Disney parks. But other people do assume that it's like going to a Six Flags and getting nacho cheese on something, you know, or whatever the case may be. Um, but I think what's cool about something like what you're doing is that we can sit here in the 40 degree heat of the Midwest and uh, we can see this wonderful food in beautiful pictures and it just brings that little touch of disney so whether you're listening to a podcast or on a facebook group or looking at an instagram page like that's what's really cool about the fan community and it's always so positive you know there's so much negativity in the world right now and it just seems like it's always tends to be the disney people are fairly positive people always so have you watched Pollyanna yet? There was a throw, we had a movie throwdown yeah. because I had not seen okay Inside Out, which was kind of a thing for a while. Well, I did see Inside Out, so the thing was I'll see Inside Out if he watches Pollyanna. Okay. Have you watched Pollyanna? Not yet. Uh, no, it's 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 a classic. Yeah, it's, it's an old school sort of classic. No. It's still it it well yeah it passes the tear test at the very end so it's not before, so so um, let's start getting into some of the questions we wanted to ask you guys about Disneyland and no Brett you have a few so let's uh, start with yours okay well what are your uh, what each of you what are your favorite food or restaurant experiences that you've had at Disneyland. Where and where and and what? And it can be, you know, you can have like my favorite snack or my favorite sit down restaurant or whatever. I have some too. Mm -hmm. How much time do you have? We could literally be here. I know. (laughs) Well, I'll try to keep mine short. Um, One for sure, this is a little sentimental, but um, I actually got proposed to at Disneyland. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) And, uh, and points. Pardon? Major points. Oh yeah, <laughs> good good job, Derek, my uh, my husband. Um, so proposed to at Disneyland, and then we um, had 
um, Blue Bayou Reservation. Third, yes. So that actually is like our first and only trip to mm-hmm. eat at Blue Bayou. So it was, it's very cool for those who don't know, which I'm sure most do. It's the restaurant inside of Pirates of the Caribbean at the Disneyland Resort. Um, so you are sitting there on the waterfront and the boats are going by and the restaurant itself is really cool, but I don't know. Of course, I think it's a little extra special. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, sir. Always will be. So, Any particular dish or anything from Blue Bayou that you remember? What did you guys have that night? Um, I think I had, like, Surf and Turf. Surf and Turf. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's one of the more upscale restaurants, yeah. so Surf and Turf is offered. And then I think, you know, some sort of, like, maybe chocolate lava cake for dessert yeah. or something like that. You can never go wrong with that, in my opinion. So that's definitely oh. my best uh, Disneyland food experience. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, we've had the pleasure of being able to go to Club 33 uh, a few yes. times. I saw so. So we've actually, we've had, yeah, we were very fortunate um, to be able to go a few times. The first time we went, we went as a family, like our parents came with us and we had lunch there and it was just, I remember we were like losing our minds. Like you take this old, they've since renovated it. This was about 15 years ago when we went, but there was like this like old timey elevator that you took to um, go upstairs. And I remember there was like Mickey shaped pasta and I just thought that was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, So that was great. And then there was another time where we went and had a really late dinner reservation and it was around Christmas time. And like our reservation was literally like 9 PM and it's like a seven course meal. So we were there until (laughs) two in the morning. I'm not even joking. And we literally had to have like someone like escort us out of the park. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm supposed to tell you to like not take photos, but you can, if you want. And so people just like walk through the park in the dead of night, no one else there. That was, and it's so quiet and you can hear all the music in all the different lands and how different it is. And you don't notice that really during the day when it's busy, but you're there at nine. It's so quiet. You can hear the music and it's just so yeah. magical. Yeah. Well, and it's nice because the food, the food is actually good too. So that I think that. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That. <laughs> um, I, I had this pumpkin creme brulee that I like still dream about. So um, that's, those are probably. Perfect for right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Sarah? Um, for me, it's hard. I really, for me, I love just being on Main Street. Mm. So I think eating at Carnation Cafe mm. or Plaza Inn, I always feel really, like, connected to Walt in, like, a crazy, oh, yeah. crazy psycho Disney oh, family. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, they have Walt's favorite dishes on the menu at mm-hmm. Carnation, and you just, like, oh, Walt was here, and you mm-hmm. just feel so nostalgic, and I just love Main Street. I think that's such a hardcore Disney yeah. moment for me, so... I really like eating at the Plaza Inn for the fried chicken too. Yeah. So incredible! <laughs> oh, okay. I've never had that. Oh, everyone says it's so good. So it is that good. Okay. It is. It is good. It usually, like if people are like, I can only if you could only eat one thing in the park, I tell them to eat that. It's and like, yeah, and you can definitely split it too. Yeah. So that's our. Yeah. That's kind of our pro tip. Oh, sure. That's how we eat so much. <laughs> if we like split, we'll get one dish and split it. So we'll have like three lunches. Yeah. We'll have like, three lunches. <laughs> yeah. 
He loves nice. it. And it's so, such a good way to try things out. And that's, we've yeah. been, um, we just got back from Disney World. Actually, we just did a trip report. It just dropped on our feed. So uh, you can hear all about our Disney World trip. But um, yes. <laughs> not yet, just me. Sorry. Yeah. And she's going and She's going to be at Disney World tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, wow. She's leaving us here. Wow. Um, so just. Uh, but that's one of the best things because people kept asking us about the, the, the dining plan at Disney World and things. But it's kind of cool just to be able to go and split things and just yeah. be able to share foods and you get that experience of trying a bunch of different things. Disney's completely fine with you splitting plates and and, um, and all that. They're not going to, uh, you know, look down on you at all or anything like that. So it's just a, a really cool experience. So now, Brett, you've been out there. What's your what's yes. your favorite? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Again, hours and hours and hours. Um, <laughs> actually, you know, um, my favorite go-to place, okay, is uh, is the corn chowder in Farmer's Market. Ooh. New Orleans Square. Yeah. No, that's my, oh, I the love French that. market, you mean? I'm sorry? French Market? Yes, the French Market. Yes. Yeah, yes. sorry. French okay. Market. We're used to Farmer's Market. I'm sorry. The French <laughs> Market. Yes, the French Market in New Orleans yeah. Square. Yes. And, uh, and I have that every time. I think it. I was just thinking today. Had absolutely like the perfect moment that that I. I don't know if I can ever recreate. But I went there, and it was probably. Mm, it was cool out, you know. So that could be any time at night, anyway, in Southern California. But but I remember it was um, it was on a weekend. I had my corn chowder. The you know the jazz. Um, the jazz trio were playing, you know, and it was like, I was like going to go to Fantasmic that night, but I got that one little moment to have this, it was a cool, it was just a, a brisk air and to have this corn chowder and to listen to the jazz, you know, do anything goes, which is a really good show that I've been in. So I'm like going jazz version of anything goes, you go with that. Let me have my soup. It was so good. So anyway, yeah. so that's one of my favorites. Um, but uh, but I did have I did have a really it wasn't well it was not a club thirty three even though I think I do know someone and I'm thinking that might happen sometime soon Ooh. but I had um, I did um, I went with my friend Cindy to uh, the chef's table at Napa Rose oh that's oh, amazing yeah. That's oh amazing. yeah that was have you done yeah. that not yet not yet that's on our it list was, um, it was it was oh, yeah. <laughs> Napa Rose is great. I've, e- I've eaten there uh, more than once. I don't know if, if they have, but have even the um, the lounge at Napa Rose mm-hmm. and their their bread basket is amazing. Yeah. Even the even the bread basket. Everything is so good. Yeah. Well, I I was kind of having a reunion with my friend Cindy, who works at um, Disney Imagineering, and I because we worked in Flo- at Walt Disney World together a while back, and I hadn't seen her forever. So so we were playing catch up, and then you know Chef or Chef Andrew Sutton is telling us all about dinner, and I'm like going, I, I don't know which is more cool to see my friend Cindy and catch up, but but I'm like going, this is Andrew Sutton, and he's telling us everything about the food that they're preparing. So it was an amazing. Evening. Now it was great. Um, so Vanessa and I, uh, admittedly, have not uh, traveled out to Anaheim, and yes. I'm really, yes, uh, I'm yes. definitely going to get there. Uh, yeah. We aren't like Walt Disney World elitists. We just need to get money so we can go down. Yeah. Uh, but it's not cheap. It's not cheap. <laughs> but um, so if. I walk into Disneyland. Uh, first of all, any just general overall tips that you have that's just like a quick tip about something that may be different from Walt Disney World. And then uh, secondly, I'm a dessert guy. So what dessert am I getting uh, if I walk in there? So uh, if you want to go around and, and 
give some answers to those two questions. Annie, want to kick us Well, off? I will give you a park tip, and my park tip is max pass yeah right mm-hmm. that makes sense you know because uh they don't have the fast pass system like mm-hmm. uh, walt disney world you don't have to go on 60 days in advance and yeah be up at whatever time in the morning but uh so max pass your it basically allows you to book fast passes from an app and your phone correct and it's really cool because you're able to book a fast pass for either park no matter where you are as long as you're scanned in cool okay so say Disneyland is your, you know, is your park entry for the day. You're, you're going there first, but you want to make sure that you ride Guardians of the Galaxy. You, as soon as you're scanned in, even though you're in Disneyland, you can pull up the fast passes available in either park. So you have the opportunity to book your passes um, for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. That's and really cool. Not, and it's not like Disney World where you only have three a day or yeah. you can book as many as you want. And it's, yeah. you can get so much done. Yeah. What, really $10 a day or something like that? $10 yep. per person per day. Yeah. But that's so affordable, too. I mean, that's it's, not so like they're, it's not like they're... Oh, my gosh. At the time you know? that you're saving. It's so... Uh, it's, it's worth it. Even if, you know, you're a family or something, it, you know, it, it can add up. But we really think it's worth it. And I'm guessing most people know this, but, uh, you know, just in case you don't, because you, you listen to us and we talk so much about Disney World, but California Adventure and Disneyland, they basically share the same, like, hub area, and the entrances are right on each side. So, like, it's it's a it's such a walkable place, right? Yes. You can literally park hop very easily. Park hopping is... is- much much easier, yeah. yeah. Like I can't tell you how many times we go back and forth throughout sure. the day. We're there all day, you know. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Any other uh, general tips or desserts that I should be eating when I get out there? There was sure. Dessert. I'll I'll give you a dessert recommendation. It's actually something that's fairly new to the park, um, but they're pretty uh, in high demand. Is the are the Disneyland donuts? Oh, okay. So, it, you know, a donut is definitely a treat that can be had in breakfast, lunch, dinner all day. Whenever you, you know, have a fancy, fancy a donut, you can go for it. They do have limited quantities and they do change the flavors um, weekly, I think. So one of the things that Amanda and I like to do when we're at the parks regularly is kind of do a, a drive-by of the Disneyland cart <laughs> there. Um, so it is, it's cool that they change them all the time. Um, the flavors are usually really good. You know, we've had, I think our most recent donut we got was this like lemon one. Oh, and that it literally really had like good. cookies on it. It was like a donut <laughs> cookies. So they really plus them up. They, they really, um, kind of get creative with their flavors and stuff like that. And they're always very Instagrammable. So <laughs> so the requirement of any food that you eat there, that it has to look great on a little, you know, it little purple wall or something. It kind of is. <laughs> it's, it's definitely hard when you're trying to take a picture of something. You're like, this tasted really good, but it's not photo. Yeah. It's not really appetizing, you know, like appealing. Yeah. It's yeah. a picture of your smile. <laughs> this is good, you know. What, uh, what's the purple wall of Disneyland? I'm sure they have something, right? Oh, we have a couple. There's a couple. Okay. Been, small world wall. They've been really, like, oh, right. leaning into, like, Instagram culture. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so sure. they've had, like, you know, the Buzz Lightyear wall. The right now they have a, um, like, a cocoa wall where you have, like, these giant wings. That's really oh, yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, the up wall where you have a... Um, a bunch of balloons. It looks like you're flying away. And it's really cool. They're really leaning into like those Instagram moments. Yeah. 
That's awesome. It's so funny to me that like they had all these kind of places where you could take your photos and they weren't even really thinking of like Instagram or social media and like we're doing it. Like obviously when they're building the park years and years ago, like they wanted to like, like look nice in photos, but now it's like really like, okay, like how can we get people to like. The classic one is the blue wall. I think that's what started all the blue wall in California adventure kind of back lot that's where a lot of people took their pictures and I think that's when they were like oh people yeah are posting on instagram you know yeah, I it think has its own instagram account i think there, yeah i think there's also a wall by small world that a lot of people yeah. like it's like white and gold and has kind of like mm. metric shapes on it so um I guess in terms of tips and a dessert. So my tip, and this might be something that you guys already know, but I feel like I try to emphasize this as much as I can when talking to people. Rope drop. Get there early. Uh, early, early. Amen. Yeah. Get there early. It's so nice and quiet and, you know, not quiet, quiet, but it's just, you know, less crowded, less people. You can, I remember there was one year, maybe when we were like in middle school or something where we literally went on. 10 rides in an hour. And granted, some of them were like dark rides, you know, fantasy land rides, but still, I think you can just get so much done when you get there early and, um, you can walk on to ton of rides and now, you're staying at any of the Disney uh, land hotels that are connected, right? You get an hour early admission to the park as well. We have extra magic hours. Days. Okay. They, they kind of alternate back and forth. <laughs> And a dessert. I want to pick something that's like more Disneyland centric, you know, because I think some some desserts they have at both parks. Excuse me. Um, but I would say, where was it? I had it pulled up. Um, I hope you don't say what I'm going to say. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 you go first. Okay. Say what you were going to say. I Do your tip. I haven't. I don't really have any. I think they pretty much covered it with the tips. But my favorite dessert. I haven't had it in a while, which is such a tragedy. Churro funnel cake. Oh, Do you yeah. Yeah. hungry bear. It's yes, a hungry bear. Oh, hungry bear. Yeah, yeah. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a funnel cake that tastes like a churro. It has cinnamon sugar all over it, and whip that whipped cream it's, that they have is just. It's, it's amazing. probably just regular whipped cream from the store. <laughs> but it just, for some reason, tastes so good to me. Yeah. So my the treat that I can think of that's kind of more Disneyland specific is a newer one. I will say this isn't like my number one favorite treat, but I think if you're coming from Disney World, I would... Because like we're going to Disney World in a few weeks, and so I want to try things that like we don't have at Disneyland. So uh-huh. I the Jack-Jack Cookie Num-Num from oh, yeah. the... Oh, yeah. It's by... It's this huge, really warm chocolate chip cookie... But if you really want to, you know, take it up a notch, you go to, you split up whoever you're with. One person goes to Ghirardelli, gets a scoop of vanilla ice cream. One person gets the Jack Jack cookie num num. You meet in the middle, (laughs) two things together. And it's just, it is so good. It's, it's really just, it's kind of like a pizuki. It's just really delicious. Yeah. Well, uh, by the way, for whatever reason, we lost your, uh, your webcam. So we are only getting audio. So if I call any of you by the wrong name, I, I think I know your voices, Yeah. but just, uh, just bear with me there. I apologize. No worries. I know that we could, uh, we could definitely talk, uh, about Disneyland in particular for a long time, but I'm going to let Vanessa ask uh, a question if you have one. I just, I just need to have the Disneyland foodies weigh in on this topic. Uh, 
Um, <gasps> it's. Uh, oh, okay. This is a big one for us. Uh, I'm glad I'm sitting in between these two because they. Yeah, it's very controversial. So go yeah. go for it. Okay. Do you like turkey legs? <gasps> oh. Okay. I, I, I'm going to answer for us yes. yeah, as the older sister. Yes. It <laughs> is a unanimous and emphatic no. Yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> I love you so we, much. We understand, like, we understand it. it's an iconic treat. Yeah. It's an iconic snack at Disney, but it's just not for us. I think it's a touch overrated. I will say, though, so I had, no, hear me out, hear me out. I had a turkey leg from California Adventure a couple years ago, and I really I liked it. I was like, wow, this is really good. It was my first one that I had ever had. I had one from Disneyland like a year ago, and I was like, this is not good. It was so a crazy mess. I think it can be kind of hit or miss. Like I think sometimes you can get a really tasty one, and then I think sometimes you can get one that's like not as great. So it's 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 a gamble for sure. But I had one and enjoyed it once. So yeah. I'm, I, I just, <laughs> once. I, I, I have a problem with people liking it. I just don't want to watch them eat it. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. I'm like, seriously, I'm like going, you know. Not Instagrammable. Yeah. Not. <laughs> yeah. I think that's my new plan is to start my own Instagram page with you guys not involved. <laughs> and it will be me eating turkey legs. Celebrate. The thing, one thing I learned at Disneyland is that you can get your Dole Whip and you can take it inside. I yep. didn't know that, that you could take it inside <laughs> to watch the Tiki Room. So I do that now. Yep. Tiki Room does allow food and drink. That is awesome. That is awesome. That is, it was originally going to be a restaurant. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, any other last minute uh, things about this topic before we dive into our movie or anything else that you wanted to mention about your Instagram account or anything that you're doing, um, how best people can follow you, all that. I want you to get your plugs in and then we can do all that again at the end. But um, before we dive into Hocus Pocus here. Yeah, I guess. So one hidden gem that I want to give everybody, this is something that we learned a couple years ago that, uh, that has served us well. Um it's under construction right now until January, but the Whitewater Snacks at the Grand Californian, it's kind of their um, their restaurant by the pool. It's kind of quick service. It is so great. It's really oh, quiet. Cool. It's like never busy. And they have this really good carnitas burger. Ooh, it's like out of this world, carnitas nachos. And so that's a nice place where you're, if you kind of are like, oh my God, the park is really busy. I need to sit down. I need to take a breather. That is like one of my hidden gems for sure. They also have breakfast. They also have breakfast, which too. is good. Uh, pre awesome. pre stop, mm-hmm. um, and the Grand Californian, um, where Whitewater Snacks is located, is very near to the California Adventure entrance from the Grand Californian. So it's kind of a easy little, to sneak in yeah, kind of thing. Cool. Kind of slide in the back door there. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Awesome. Well, uh, we will be right back, and then we will uh, start talking about Hocus Pocus. We're back. 
So it's so nice to uh, be able to talk this movie with such great Disney fans because um, you know this is a this is a film. Obviously, we've already covered it once on the Front Row Network. It's just it's just one of those films that to me is just a, a perfect uh, encapsulation of what Disney was in their live action films in the '90s, and it, it brings about. Halloween in such a perfect way that is able to introduce Halloween and All Hallows Eve to younger kids, but then also adults just loved watching this movie over and over and over again. We're sitting here on October 13th, and Freeform has already shown this movie 65,000 times. (laughs) In fact, it's on right now. (laughs) If you turn Freeform on anytime during the month of October, you probably are watching Hocus Pocus. So I'm excited to get into this. Uh, I'm going to let our guests go first and just give me your first impressions of this film. When was the first time you watched it? Do you remember having, was it like an instant classic for you that you had to go back to? Or was it just something that uh, has grown on you over time? So we'll let you go in any order you'd like, but uh, go ahead and give me your first impressions on Hocus Pocus. Um, I'll start. So I guess for me, uh, this movie came out when I was really young, so it's always been a part of, you know, my life pretty much. And part I think- of your world? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's another movie for yeah, another no, time. No. Did it put um, a spell on you? Oh, okay. <laughs> let the guests talk. Okay, okay, sorry. It's just, I think it's always been a classic for me. And one thing that's really interesting about it that I, I watched it last week, and I kind of noticed, like, this is kind of edgy for Disney. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. In a weird kind of... You could watch it and almost not know it's a Disney movie because I feel it's a little edgier. Um, it's a little creepier. You know, I think they say the word virgin 400,000 times. Yeah, yeah. And um, so like for the me, Sarah Jessica Parker kind of innuendos. And Sarah, yeah, the innuendos, things like that. Is, uh, like with the bus driver and yeah. things like that. Um, <laughs> is, so I think it's it's then it's kind of good for adults. Like it's carried over into adulthood for me where it's still like a classic. So yeah, you kind of get some of those things. And I mean, Disney sprinkles those in every now and then because I'm going back and watching toy story with my two year old Mm -hmm. and toy story has some moments in it where it's just kind of like as a kid, you totally didn't notice that like little Bo Peep and uh, Woody were talking about, you know, shacking up for the night in <laughs> uh, that, but you know, it's, it's, it is a little bit edgier for uh Disney audience for sure. But I think that that is kind of some of the appeal that's brought it to be able to be what it is 25 years later and still really relevant in our Halloween culture and Halloween tradition now, which is really cool. Um, I remember watching this movie when it first came out, uh, it came out in 1993. So I was, you know, about eight years old. And I remember, watching it with um our neighbor like at the time and i remember laughing about it because in the scene where emily is supposed to like have the life sucked out of her and then they throw a blanket on her if you walk really closely like her knees are moving (laughs) so when when you're a little kid you're like haha like look at that mistake um so i definitely remember watching it like young um i don't you know ever remember being scared of it so it's always it wasn't anything I shied away from, but I have watched that movie countless times. Mm-hmm. Um, super iconic. Gets It never gets old. 
I, you know, like you said, it's been on Freeform 65,000 times. I'll watch it in part or in whole anytime I see it on. Um, so super big fan. And uh, I I definitely think it's good, a good topic for us being three sisters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, three yeah. sisters. Yeah. Yes. Have you guys ever dressed up in costume as them? No. no. But we should. We I know. We keep, every year we're like, let's go to... Mickey's not so scary. Let's go to Mickey's not so scary. And we never, yeah. we never get around to it, but I think next year we definitely want ah, to. And and great costume idea. Yeah. Great costume idea. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of my memories with Hocus Pocus kind of center around being at like sleepovers. Like, I feel like this was always a movie <laughs> that, you know, like a big group of girls like watching it. And you know, I, that's kind of like my main, like, I don't really ever remember seeing it for the first time or anything, but I, it's, it's just kind of something that, is like synonymous like with my childhood. Yeah. So, and it's funny. I, I love that Bette Midler loved filming this movie because I think a lot of times with kind of cult classic type things like this, although now I feel like it's mainstream. It's not necessarily cult classic anymore, mm-hmm. but it was for a time because I feel like a lot of times with movies like this, people are like, Oh, like, please don't ask me about that. That's the only thing people ever talk to me about. And they can kind of learn to, want to stray away from it, but I love that she loves it so much. I think that it helps wake with the legacy of it and everything. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't really remember being scared of it either. I think, um, I mean, maybe Billy Butcherson was, yeah. was a little <laughs> scary, but, uh, yeah. And just like the music is so fun. And I, I have this one memory though of that scene where, um, the girl, like, what's not his Allison. sister, Allison? I like another for name. Um, I can remember the actress's name, but not her name. So, but Allison, uh, when she walks away and like puts up that red hood, I remember when I was little, always being like thinking that she was like evil or something. You oh. know, <laughs> little moments that I just always remember thinking that. But yeah, it's just, it's such a classic. It's very rewatchable. I feel like it's weirdly timeless in a way. Like you could kind of watch it now. And it's, I mean, obviously set in the nineties, but I don't know. And there's not you over and over again. It's yeah. 1993. Yeah. It's 1993. I still think it's like weirdly timeless. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I think the only thing that, that makes it a little less timeless, um, probably Jay and ice, yes. uh, because <laughs> they, I mean, although their fashions are coming back, but yeah. I love this, especially you guys living in California. Do you ever, uh, do you, don't you just love what you just like Hollywood? Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know, like, and you guys always just wear tie dye. Is that what you do? Is, yeah. I'm a big fan. Constantly in tie dye. Yeah. <laughs> I like those two, the the little bullies. I think they're, they're a great. fun way to kind of um, break up the story a little bit and make make some fun of it. Yeah. For sure. But uh, Evil Allison, I uh, I think Kenny Ortega should be listening. Yeah. yeah. And then that way we can get this going for the sequel. You know, she could be the, um, the descendant of the Sanderson sisters yeah. or something. I don't know. If only Kenny Ortega was directing the sequel. I know. Oh, yes. that, that's a whole other. <laughs> uh, Brett, what are your uh, first impressions of this iconic film? Ooh, I don't think we want to go back to my first impressions. It's grown over the years. Um, <laughs> Um, uh, let's see. Were you a cast Um, member still when this came out? Mm -hmm. I was. Yeah, I was a cast member at Walt Disney World, so I saw it. (coughs) 
excuse me, at the time at Pleasure Island 12. And uh, oh my gosh, I know, oh, I know. So anyway, Pleasure Island 12. And it was, I, I was expecting so much and I was, I was, I came out a little, a, a little less than satisfied. But since that time, uh, you know, it, it's become this classic that we get to see, you know, year after year. And especially now that it's, uh, it's 25th anniversary. In fact, in preparation for today, I did watch, um, I thought I had it, but I did not. So I purchased the iTunes $9.99 for the 25th anniversary edition. <laughs> and it has all of these uh, pop-up facts and um, alternative scenes and behind-the-scenes information and pop-up things. Actually, they do count the number of times they uh, they use the word virgin and <laughs> up there and then also and yeah and then that you can also it's time for a spell and there was another thing here was time for a memorable quote to go three two one and then there would be the memorable quote and then also you could instead of like sing along with you could spell along with them so every time there was a spell so i very much enjoyed watching that uh yesterday and i think also because it was the film in its entirety i think we're so used to watching uh, watching on a television and on freeform, I think sometimes um, you know it's edited for time or whatever. So there are scenes that I don't remember seeing, you know, in the various replays that I've watched. So I enjoyed it very much, and uh, so that was. And, and you also you learned so many things I didn't know, like each of the sisters. Not like you, I would guess. I don't know, um, but anyway, <laughs> that each <laughs> each sister had a different father. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Each and and so and so let's see. And so Winifred um Winifred's um father was a warlock and let's see, Kathy and Jimmy or Mary uh, Mary's father was a dog. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Yes, that's why oh, she has all this yes. that's why yes. So she her father was a dog. Oh <laughs> my yeah, god. That was weird. And then, and then Sarah's was the town idiot. Yeah, <laughs> so, that okay. makes sense too. So yeah, yeah so I never knew that, you know. And then so you so you watch that now and go, oh yeah. And the other thing that I found so much fun is that, um, let's see, when there's a scene because it took place, at, they they filmed it at the Paramount farm or something anyway that's what they called it and the friends fountain from the oh, opening yeah. is in the movie yeah. so it's yeah. funny. that's when they're so. like celebrating burning the witch oh, yeah they're at the school or something and they burn yeah so there was yeah, yeah there's the fountain in the corner i'm like going oh look there's the friends people frolicking anyway, <laughs> so, so it's great to watch it again i guess um in preparation of this and then also it's become a classic the other thing is that at walt disney world the um the hocus pocus spell Spectacular yes. is so good. Yeah. Mickey's not yeah. so scared. Have you guys seen that? No. no. Uh, we're just in right. Halloween time. We're going right after Halloween. We're going uh, over. Well, you can watch it on YouTube and yeah, it's spectacular. I'll, I'll watch it's, that later. It's really, really, really awesome for sure. Yes. Go to the 1995 version because that was that was the, excuse me 2015 version. Sorry, the 2015 version because that was the first year and I think kind of the best cast. Just my opinion. It's no. Vanessa, some uh, thoughts. Yeah, so I was thinking back to, I don't remember the first time I watched it, but I distinctly remember um, thinking Sarah Jessica Parker was just so pretty, and I wanted to be like, I wanted to look like her, I wanted to be funny and sing like Winifred, and then I wanted to have Kathy and Jimmy's vacuum cleaner, (laughs) and I, like, that's the one thing I remember doing is trying to, like, 
ride around with a vacuum cleaner, but those things are made out of plastic. They are really heavy, <laughs> uh-huh. so that did not work for me. But um, as an adult, looking back, what I what I think uh, my favorite scene is, even watching last night, was when Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall yes. come in as husband and wife, which is just, like, makes you laugh because we know they're brother and sister. Yeah. yeah. Uh, gosh, they're just so funny. And talk about an adult scene in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it but it kind of breaks up the tension yeah. in the in the film. There's these moments of, of funny scenes where it's not all cynical. It's like actually really humorous. Mm-hmm. And yes, that is adults. Um, and then once they're oh my gosh, and Sarah Jessica Parker says, "Thou should not talk to master." Such a <laughs> oh my gosh, that made me laugh so hard. Very Marshall. Yeah, it's yeah. Fun. so so fantastic. So fun. Um, but I, you know, we're we're really bad about uh, time always. But I've already almost close to an hour here, and uh, we haven't even dived into the scenes and things like that. So, gonna uh, ask that we um, kind of have a briefer uh, discussion about some of our favorite scenes because okay. we do want to talk yes. about that. And I I will just begin. Uh, with my favorite scene, and it's in the high school where Max is going like, "Welcome to high school hell." And they're, like, they're guiding them into the the kiln, and um, there's like that foreign language tape that, that that's uh, playing the French the bibliothèque. Yes, absolutely, and just that whole like that payoff of when they come out and uh, they're repeating the lines over. And over yes, again. on French. Oh, that was so much fun. So Bettner is so perfect and that oh moment. I mean she's perfect all the time but that moment she's just so absolutely perfect it's so wonderful uh, but that uh, it kind of helps like you said bring the humor into this film that could be kind of scary for kids right and that's kind of a grim thing that they're doing they're trying to burn these witches alive but uh, Disney found a way to make that uh, humorous in a way and, and make it work uh, with that but go ahead and give me some of your favorite uh, favorite scenes well, I think, of course, everyone's favorite scene is um, I Put a Spell on You. Of course. Yes. That's a great one. Um, and I love Thackeray. I'm a cat person, so I love all the scenes. With- now, do you ever think it was just Zachary with, like, a lisp uh, <laughs> or something like that uh, when you were a little kid? Um, I, yeah, I probably thought his name was Zachary when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, then you, then, you, then you look it up on the Internet, and you're like, oh, it's yeah. Zachary. Um so I always thought Binks was really cute. Um, yeah. So those are probably my favorites. And I'm, try- I'm still trying to brainstorm on mine. It's hard to pick. Well, you can never go wrong with my name ain't Ernie no more. It's ice. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ice. <laughs> ice. Great. They're so, they're such great characters. You would, you wish that like, I'm such a Kevin Smith fan. It's like, I wish that like mm. Jay and Silent Bob and Jay and Ernie would meet. Uh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah though they're so good aren't they they're really funny so kind of anytime they pop up you know and then they they we see them again during the trick-or-treating scene and they kind of like and danny like stands up for herself when they try to take her candy and she's like my brother's gonna oh. take her and then here he comes and he's like oh no it's the guys from earlier <laughs> so bringing it full circle with them is funny and then I also think it's funny when they are kind of kidnapped by the witches and put in those cages. Yeah. Uh, so then they're sort of in this predicament. It's like they're getting, 
you know, they're, they're getting punished, I guess, for being the bully because they Mm -hmm. think they can say anything to anybody. And then here come the witches and like, they're messing with the wrong group, you know? So, (laughs) (laughs) so, so that again is funny. And even like Max gets his shoes back in the end. And Uh so definitely anytime that, uh, ice, and Jay are on screen. Yeah. Oh, they're just they're just so good. I they those actors, they really award worthy performances in that movie, <laughs> for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, any other scenes that people want to just throw out there and talk about? I mean, it's hard to pick. I will say so. I actually went to Freeform did the Halloween House pop up last yes. week, um, where they kind of recreated scenes from Hocus Pocus and I remember for Christmas. So I went to that. So oh, it was really cool. Oh my gosh. You could literally, there was a button you could press to like light the black flame candle. And so oh. some people would light, some people it wouldn't <laughs> light for like my roommate, it didn't light for her, but it Ooh. lit for me. So I was like, Oh, I guess I'm more pure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. So I just, um, being able to go to the freeform house and kind of step into those moments was just really cool as a Disney fan and as a Hocus Pocus fan for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how about you? You got some yeah, favorites? So I, I have a particular line that I really love, um, where, uh, they, you know, they just, uh, sucked the life out of Emily and, uh, Sarah says, I'm beautiful. Boys will love me. Mary says, we're young. And then, uh, Winifred says, well, younger because, <laughs> because in real life that is, you know, older than those two. Uh, and I just think that's so funny how they, were able to, you know, skirt around her being so much older than the, the other two leading ladies. Um, yeah. That was really funny. And I also love any time they reference Bet stardom, where I think Mary tells her she's yes. divine. Yes. And of course, she's the divine Miss M, or in, ho- um, in the I put a spell on you. She says, my name's Winifred. What's yours? And that same year, 1993, she starred in Gypsy on the TV version, uh, which is a very classic line. My name's Rose. What's yours? So, um, you know, I just love those moments because they're so funny when you understand um, the real life context of those three and their, and their, um, their, their, their stardom at the time. Yeah. And I, you know, I want to call out Omri Katz because he didn't do much after this, but I like Max in this movie. He does a good job of playing that, like every boy's boy, um, who is just super nervous around the girl, uh, does get bullied a little bit, but still tries to like fight back. But then in the end is just really, uh, there for his sister when, uh, needed. So, you know, pull on your heartstrings a little bit, but, uh, I think that him in particular, he did a really great job. Obviously the three leading ladies, there's, there's no comparison there. And that's what, that's what worries me about any sequels or any future projects, just because knowing that, you know, however, uh, so I feel the same way. I have felt very, very angry when you have these three wonderful ladies who will come back and do want movie. to do it. But when I looked at the IMDb page, which I think was recently updated for Hocus Pocus 2, I think it's got Tina Fey and Melissa McCarthy working on it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, I those are today's right. You know, right. Hilarious well, I think moment. that they're writing it, right? Aren't they? I don't know what exactly. It's like the something of the Elder Witch, Return of the Elder Witch, or something. Uh-huh. But you know, they are very funny. So if it's going to be a completely different spinoff, I'm at least glad it's in their hands. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Okay. Sure. 
Um, on toast. Anyway, that's my favorite line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've always wanted children. On toast. <laughs> Watch that yesterday. Uh-huh. Laugh, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> any other scenes, things that we want to talk about? It was just classic. Just watching them, and and the, again, these pop ups were so cool because some of them really liked to fly, and some of them didn't like to fly. And and Sarah Jessica Parker liked to fly so much that they just put her up there, and she said, "I read a script when I was there." She loved it, and mm-hmm. the others, you know, it was just. It was great. So if you want, so if you can catch the pop-up version, you know, the new 25th anniversary, and if you're a fan, you'll enjoy it even that much more. Absolutely. Haha, plug in. Hello, so, Disney. So, <laughs> um, here's kind of the other side of the coin. Are there moments in this film that, whether through plot, through acting, whatever, that just weren't your favorite? What's your, and I know that we all love this film so much, so I'm going to say, what's your least favorite moment of the film? And um, I'm going to start with Vanessa. Okay. Yavos? Really? Uh, and not only do we have to say that word, we say it twice. What yeah. happened? It's the most uncomfortable moment in the whole film for me. I don't know how our guests feel about it. Uh, I'll ask you guys. What do you think? Agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's meant to be kind of a comedic thing. But a awkward. A little awkward. A little cringy. Yeah. <laughs> I have another awkward moment in the movie. I don't like the scene where after the teacher tells the story of the Sanderson sisters and there's the exchange with uh, Max in the classroom with Allison and she kind of like puts him in his place when he gives her his phone number and he's like, well, in case Jimi Hendrix shows up, here's my number. He does it in front of the entire class. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just, that would not be done. That is, <laughs> that is not real life. Yeah. That would <laughs> but it is, I, I think it's really awkward. Yeah. I think some, I think I read like a BuzzFeed article the other day or something, but they kind of had a moment or it was like movie lines that are uncomfortable or whatever. And the one line was like, when she's like, Oh, kiss me. I'm Allison. I'm Allison. And it's like, that's your brother. Like, just, just no. It's just like, maybe don't do that. I don't know. That's another company, by the way, that I think, uh, Hocus Pocus, they're like, that is their business for October. It's like Freeform and BuzzFeed are set <laughs> every October. It's like they can come up with never-ending lists of yep. uh, things about Hocus Pocus for sure. Um, you know, I, I it's hard for me to call out like a, a least favorite moment that because I really do just like watching this this film. There's so many little moments that are just really fun, um, but you know. I, it's difficult for me. The only thing that takes me out of the film is when they go into the museum and it's got these cobwebs as if it hasn't been opened for 200 years. And then you look at it and like the Zippos are still working on that. There's like lemon heads on the counter. And it's like, wait a minute, if it's been abandoned for seemingly decades, well, I think they just closed it for a while. Well, but, but I mean, I haven't gone down in my basement for a while, and there's no cobwebs. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, so it just, I, I think maybe the set person got a little overzealous with the cobwebs, maybe. And that's just me as an adult. I would have never thought that as a kid, but it is one of those things where I'm, it takes me out of it for just a second because I'm like, well, if this is supposed to be some abandoned hotel or um, museum, why, why does it look like this? And then why does it still have all this stuff here? Wouldn't they have sent someone in to go get it? 
that's just me. Another nitpicky thing that I kind of noticed rewatching it recently is the end scene and like the cemetery scenes feel very sound stagey. Like I feel like you look at it and you're like there on a sound stage. And again, I think it's something that I've like worked in production a little bit. And you know, the more movies you watch, you just kind of realize like, oh, that's very sound stagey. <laughs> well, and it's a matte. Pa- well, they were saying that their the the ending is a matte painting in the back. You know, when they're walking down the. You know, something like that. I think it was interesting. Um, technology. Um, it's switching the topic just a little bit, but um, but Binks is the first CGI use. Well, the first use of CGI in movies. Oh. In movies, just mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. I didn't know oh. that. This is a groundbreaking movie. Yeah. 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 So there. So if we didn't have Binks, we oh, wouldn't have Thackeray. We wouldn't have Jar Jar later. <laughs> anyway, <sorry. laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, I, there's so much more to talk about with this film, and I know that I, um, you know, we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. So and we hours. have friends. I'm sure that uh, <laughs> we could definitely continue to talk about it for hours and hours. <laughs> but um, are there other moments in the film that you want to talk about, or just? Uh, We'll get into legacy of the film and kind of where we're thinking about with the sequel uh, here in a minute, but just other moments in the film that you really enjoy or you wanted to call out. Um, a little bit of trivia. Yeah. Um, I know you said you were reading the IMDb, and I was too. I thought it was cool that so Sarah Jessica Parker was on the um, TLC show, Who Do You Think You Are?, where they go back in your family tree, and her great-great-great-great-grandma or whoever was actually con- um, charged with being a witch in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh. <laughs> Has the witch connection all the way back. Wow. Root. So I thought that was pretty cool, and she she really loved that as well. So I thought that was a fun little bit of trivia. Yeah. 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 Um, that's really interesting, too, because, um, you know, Kathy kind of going off that is that's kind of one of the reasons why Kathy and Jimmy didn't want to do this film. Same with uh, Rosie. Rosie O'Donnell actually said no. Um, she didn't want to be viewed as a, a mean witch. But Kathy and Jimmy specifically, um, she was concerned with um, perpetuating a stereotype of women being witches. Because um, I think, you know, back then, a lot of the women who were accused were like midwives and and in that kind of um, nature. Um so to hear that Sarah Jessica Parker's own family member went through that, uh, obviously she didn't know her, but it seems to me from the interview that she feels it's really changed her perspective on how she views herself. So that was just, uh, yeah, it was really interesting about how these these actresses are relating to the history of which is in America and, and, and then, and how it relates to that particular film. So. Well, now that you mentioned the Rosie O'Donnell, uh, potential casting, do you all know who was up for max for a minute, who they offered it to? Leonardo. Yeah. And you know, that same year he went and just got nominated for an Oscar or whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> and what's eating choices. Great, right? so, so you choices, know, those careers, are, those are choices that yeah. were made. So, but we could have had little Leo. And, well, it took him a while to get that Oscar. Maybe he could have gotten it for Hocus Pocus, you know? Right. <laughs> Who knows? That's <laughs> Look at the illustrious career of Omri Katz. Sorry, Omri, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> he loves his choices and he's happy with his life, and that's we, a good thing. We absolutely love you. Um, so, any other uh, moments in this film that you want to talk about, or anything that I'm going to go go watch it again right now? No, <laughs> you know, it's one of those. I, I'm, 
One last thing. I remember thinking that that witch chocolate lollipop always looked so delicious. <laughs> I want to take a yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's I mean, food item. The party looked fun, too, at Allison's yeah. parents' house. Yeah. And <laughs> even, even the one where they performed, I'm like, I want to oh, go to yeah. a Halloween party like that. That yeah. looks like fun. You know, at, like, yeah. City Hall or whatever. <laughs> My my city's not that cool. No, <laughs> our city needs to get on it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, so let's talk about. Uh, we've mentioned that it is a classic and it's iconic and all of those words. Um, it's got a rich legacy, especially with Disney fans. But we are moving into an area where, because it's so popular and because it's lived on. Um, we are thinking about sequels and we're thinking about spinoffs and stuff like that. So what are your thoughts on all that? Uh, are you concerned a bit that it might, it might miss out on some of the um, authenticity that was Hocus Pocus to begin with? Or are you totally for it? Do you want to live more in this world and you're really excited about all this? Well, I liked Vanessa's uh, input. Actually, I hadn't read that on IMDb about any sequel uh, coming up, but taking it on a totally different direction, that would be like the only way I would be okay with a sequel. Okay. Um, of course, unless like Bette Midler and everybody, like either, either give me like the same cast or something else completely different. Like don't recast Sarah. Don't recast yeah. Mary. And, but you know, but leave the others, you know, as, as who they were in the first movie. Um, so, I would be for it with some contingencies, I guess. Okay. I agree. I'm like going, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't mind the, the, the newer Ghostbusters, like on its own, you know, from a woman's point of view or, you know, female perspective. I thought it was fun, you know, but I'm like going, you know, and that's kind of like taking a classic movie and reinterpreting it. But, but I think it's, it's very, the audience loves this so much, they have to be very careful. And so, yeah. and you know, well, maybe they, maybe we'll all be surprised. And, and they have to remember too, like, we do like villains. Like, if they make the villains uh, too mean or unlikable, I don't think the film's going to do as well. Because even though the Sanderson sisters turn to dust, we, they're still really likable. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at like, everyone dresses as them for Halloween still. I mean, this, this film is 25 years old and there's kids that are dressing as the Sanderson sisters, you know? I mean, it is something that it's just carried on. It's because of the personalities, the individual personalities of those three ladies. Throw them in a room together, and you could watch them for over and over again 65,000 times on Freeform. Yeah. It's just whole, it's so, <laughs> And they so want to do it. I'm like going, it's yeah. not like, uh, why would you do that? Anyway, question. Those people that make those decisions, why? Why? And yeah. Yeah, so um, any other thoughts about the sequel from... Be careful. Yeah. So now we'll always have free form, and now I have it. <laughs> it seems like you. I'd say it seems like you have done a little bit more research on this. Now I I know initially when it was announced, it was going to be Disney Channel only kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Are we assuming it's going to go to the Disney streaming service, or oh. is it going to be a theatrical release? What you are know, you? Have they announced anything like that? I I haven't read anything. I I would imagine. I don't know, because this Hocus Pocus originally was supposed to be just a TV movie, and right. they, they released it. They released in it in July, the summer. The way, yeah, yeah. When, that's why part of the reason did, why yeah. it probably did so. Early. I remember. I'm like, like wrong time of year. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Maybe, it, you know, if it's if it's really good, if there's a lot of hype, I could see them just, uh, I could see them have releasing it as an actual film instead of a TV 
movie, but gosh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Okay. Fair enough. We will all find out. Yes. At D23. Well, I just want to say thank you to the three of you for um, not only for coming on today, but just also for giving us a little bit of Disney in our lives uh, every single day. It seems like you can go there and you can see these amazing pictures of this great food and just uh, think about being on Main Street, uh, which is the most mad, regardless of which coast you're on, Main Street USA is the... Yeah. The- Right. So um, we absolutely loved having you on. Thank you so much. Uh, so if you want to find more information about our show, you can follow us on Facebook. You can go to the Beyond the Mouse Facebook page. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, either the Beyond the Mouse page, or if you want all of the Front Row Network of shows, you can find us on the Front Row Network as well. And you can always email us at thefrontrowmoviereviews.com. You can find all the contact information there. But give us your plugs. Where should they go and find you? What should they – they already should be following you on Instagram. Instagram by the time we're at this place right now, right? Yes. All right. So we're on Instagram at Disneyland Foodies. We also have Facebook and Twitter. Ooh, Facebook. Um, yeah, so go ahead and like us on Facebook. And, you know, thank you so much for having us on. We're going to Disney World in a few weeks. We're so excited. And we, you guys have helped <laughs> us a lot. We've been listening to your podcast, Getting Tips and Tricks. And <laughs> That's so, wonderful. We're really excited. Yeah. Well, this check back in with us, too. We would love to have you on any time that you'd like. Uh, it's so great to talk to you all the way from California, especially, you know, I think it would be good to maybe next summer we could do Disneyland travel uh, just like we did this summer with Disney World, we could do Disneyland next summer, and you could come back on. And, uh, We're there. We're uh, so there. Thank you all so much. So we have this thing that we do when we sign off. We go around the room. It's really hard to do uh, when you're looking at each other through computer screens. So um, we can do our side of the table first, and then we'll go to your side of the table. But uh, for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. I'm Brett. I'm Jenna. I'm Amanda. I'm Kara. And we'll see you real soon in the front row. Thank you all so much. It was so great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah.